Hey, welcome to the show. Appreciate you being here. Hey, my guest today is Lynn Bowman. And I would describe her as, uh, she's like your warm, caring grandma that still will tell you like it is because she wants the best for you. Yeah, plus she wears amazing hats. So a couple of interesting things you're going to pick up today is uh, you're going to find out why people are going to start calling me Pesto Joe. And you're also going to find out how you can eat brownies for breakfast and still be healthy. You know, Lynn is an inspiration and I can't wait for you to meet her. So let's get this going. Hey, welcome to the Relentless Positivity Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Martin. Got a great guest today. It's Lynn Bowman. Lynn has done a little bit of everything in her career. She's been award-winning creative director, an advertising manager. She's been an actress, a makeup artist, a screenwriter, illustrator, legal journalist, television weather person. And then she switched up a little bit, and now she's teaching people how to eat brownies for breakfast. Hey, Lynn, thank you so much for coming on. I am so all about positivity, Joe. I love being with you. This is great. Thanks. I'm glad you're here. And thank you for debuting this hat on the show. It looks great. My spring lid. Here it is. Man, that thing is nice right there. So let's just jump right into this. So over 30 years ago, you were diagnosed as having type 2 diabetes. You were a single mom. You had kids two, three, and four years old. And, and not only that, but you had lost your your own mom to chronic disease in her 40s. So tell me what your mindset is at that point. So 30 years ago, you find this out. You got everything else going on. Where, where was your mind then? Well, my mind was the way it is when you got a bunch of kids and you just and I was their sole support. So it was all about just moving forward, just keeping on my feet, literally. And so anything that was going to come in the way of me staying on my feet and staying healthy had to had to go. Uh, and the, the problem though, Joe was finding good information. So, uh, and this is not the first time I've said this, as you can imagine, but a lot of the last few decades has been a matter of doing the research and uh, having the conversations and digging around to find out what the answers really were. And as many of us have found out, I just was reading an article this morning about gaslighting from physicians. If you are a woman or a person of color, we have especially a a challenge to get good answers from allopathic physicians. It's tough uh, because they tend to, if, if they are male particularly, they have in the past been dismissive about women's symptoms and people of color who express their symptoms. Uh, there's been a lot of discussion. And I like seeing this discussion about what, what is your relationship with medicine? What is your relationship with your physician? And of course they are so burdened now by 15 minutes they've got with you. And, uh, and that's it. So for me, it was always tough to get answers. And uh, I would keep asking to get tested for diabetes because I had been told I had gestational diabetes and I had been told that I would develop diabetes in my forties. And so I started asking, you know, I want to be tested for it. And I said, Oh no, you're not overweight. You're fine. You know, kind of thing. Um, And finally someone agreed to test me. And sure enough, I was um, headed off in, in diabetic territory. So it's, it's been an uphill battle all this time, but what we were told back in the day was keep your carbs down, keep your sugar down, uh, keep your exercise up and lose weight, lose weight, which, okay, well, how do you, what's the way? Well, no, no, just lose weight. 
Okay. And back in the day, we were told a calorie is a calorie. Not true. And we were told that men and women were the same about their weight. And so, not true. I mean, you can go through almost all of the lifestyle advice that was given to us back in the 60s, 70s, 80s. And it just doesn't bear out when you look at the evidence, when you look at the research. Absolutely. Study. Yeah. I was at, I was at the store the other day and they had some Snackwell cookies. You remember? Snackwell? Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> and they say, you know, that was, right. a, you could eat the whole box cause it was low fat, right? That's right. Yeah. 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 So, so that's, that's a, in, in all this time we've, we've been up against this secret enemy, which is the big food industry that is in business to keep us addicted to crappy food and addicted to sugar. Uh, snack wells, you know, whatever. Um, and they don't care, right? If you're healthy or not, that's your problem. They have uh, shareholders to respond to, not patients. So it's taken us a lot of time. And I'm so, so happy to see just in the past couple of years, I mean, literally five years ago or more, I couldn't get arrested for my sugar-free message. Nobody wanted to hear about sugar-free. It's like, um, no thanks, you know, uh, because I think everyone had this weird idea about, well, maybe it shouldn't, maybe it's not a weird idea, but this idea about sugar-free, just not tasting good, not being chemically okay, whatever. And we do now have really great sugar alternatives that I want everyone to know about, because literally you can make all the yummy stuff you want if you make it with the right ingredients, if you use nutrient-dense food, if you use real food, whole food, and which Snackwells was not. <laughs> right, yeah, absolutely. That's like the classic case of, of what you don't want to eat. Um, and, and I like to tell people, well, anything in a box or in a bag that has a bunch of ingredients on it, no, probably not. You know, if you have to describe what this food is in two or three paragraphs, <laughs> you know, it's probably not a good idea to eat it. Right. So um, I'm all about whole food, you know, um, real food, mostly plants, not too much. Um, as uh, Michael Pollan is famous yeah, for saying. Absolutely. But you can't really eat too much. That's the bright side. If you're eating good quality food, if you're eating real food, it's almost impossible to eat too much because at a certain point, your belly just goes, okay, we're good. We're full. You know, yeah. we've nourished ourselves. Whereas snack wells and all those kinds of things, Oreos and Doritos and all the little things that were so... I'm going to say attached, but the real word is addicted. And I, I, again, I'm repeating myself, but you are addicted. If you are eating sugar, it is definitely, and the studies are all out there, it is as addictive, more addictive than heroin. So if I say to you, well, I, I'm going to cut back on my heroin, what would you say to me, Joe? <laughs> that's not that way. That's not how that works. That's not how that works. You know, you need to drop that crap like a hot rock, right? And I mean, now, now, because every day that you live with this addiction, 
you're damaging your body. And uh, so, but you, you can have sweets, you can have yummy food. And that's what my book is all about is how do you eat happily, joyfully, well, and I don't even, I'm not, I'm a messy cook and I'm impatient. I don't like to measure stuff. I don't journal. I don't count calories. None of that. If you want to, great. And so many of us are kind of really in that groove and we're not comfortable unless we're counting and journal. If you want to, okay. But I am a granny here to tell you that you do not have to do that. You don't. Just stop eating crap. All right. So you, you, you mentioned your cookbook yep. and you, you took 30 years of living on the border of being a diabetic and put it into this book. And you talked about all these sugar-free things. You don't have to go look for them. You look in this, it's a well done, it's man, it's put together beautifully. Uh, but I have a question about that. So it, it's a cookbook, but it's got a picture of a, why does it have a picture of a weasel in it? Ha, <laughs> you found it. So yeah. that lets me know you actually read the book. That's I right. Yeah, I read it. <laughs> That's my little secret thing. Um, because, and it's in there. I did this book with a dear friend, a designer who, and I think she did a great job. She did for sure. It was very, very collaborative, Elise Huffman. And we had so much fun illustrating these principles that I talk about in the book, but the weasel came in because I tried to weasel out of writing the book. Ah, okay. So she illustrated that for me. And, um, but I, I got brought back in. I wrote it. Writing the book, writing a book is a pain. A cookbook is a pain to I do. Bet, I bet. Because you got to account for everything. You have to measure everything. You can't make any mistakes. Otherwise, if you make a mistake, you'll have somebody in Detroit calling you going, I made this and I did the thing and it's wrong. <laughs> I'm so sorry. So it's got to be edited and re-edited. And, um, and still, I'm sure there will be things I'll be hearing about that it's like, well, you didn't capitalize the thing that um, it's hard work. Yes. Labor of love. And I knew I would never make any money on it, but everybody who actually purchases a book, what that tells me is they are invested in their own health. They have made a very small, but significant investment in their health. They've made a decision not to die badly if they can possibly help it. And at the risk of being kind of grim, you're a guy, Joe, so I can tell you this. I think, and you're young, but so many guys think they're gonna die in some dramatic, quick way, like something cool. You know, they're just gonna fall over sometime. They're gonna jump out of a, or something, or the building is gonna, or the thing is gonna blow up. And if you just think about it for a minute and look around, that's not how people are dying. 85% of us have a chronic disease. And that and and those chronic diseases. Um, you know, you could probably argue with me about it, but it's a big number. We are a country full of people who have made ourselves sick with food. Um, and it's the food that we're attached to. It's the food that we emotionally don't want anybody to take away from us. Um, 
says that's, that's a lot of those things. Yeah, here. a lot of those foods are in your book. It's just a healthier version of it. So that's right. Uh, tell, tell, give kind of some examples because I mean, there's you think about. It, I mean, donuts, brownies, cookies, muffins, pancakes, all it's the all things. You, all of in there. They're all in there. So yeah. let me ask you this. I know they're probably like like a favorite child or something like that. But do you have a favorite recipe in the book? Well, I have a couple. Um, of course, the one that's on the cover, brownies, because who doesn't love a good brownie, right. right? And it's so simple, Joe, and it's a thing that any eight-year-old, any grumpy 85-year-old, anybody can make this. You make it in one bowl. The difference is you're using nut butter, no little cinnamon, um, baking soda. That's about it. It's, oh, an egg, either real eggs or egg substitute. I talk about both. Encourage you to use either one. Mm -hmm. But it's so simple. And these brownies, you can make them a little cakier if you want or a little gooier if you want. But I guarantee you, they are as good. And I can slap those puppies down on any church supper table in this country and I would have ladies coming over to me going, oh, Miss Bowman, I thought your brownies were just the best. I thought they were just so good, you know? And I, I would have to, at some point say, well, Mrs. Johnson, they were sugar-free. What? They didn't have any flour or oil. Well, what was in them? Are you, uh, you bringing out the uh, Southern accent from California is pretty impressive, by the way. I gotta, I gotta oh. give it to you. I lived in North Carolina for nine years. <laughs> it shows. In the you country. Know. Okay. Yeah, you know your um, way around the accent. So I had I, I had a deep exposure to that, and um, and I had lovely neighbors who helped me through a rough time. So yeah, but you've you've been to a church supper, I betcha. Oh yeah. And you know how competitive that is. You know what goes on there. <laughs> yeah. People throw down that casserole on the table. Oh you know? yeah. I mean, there's a whole table just for the desserts. You got to be serious. Right. That's right. So you kind of so, you kind of touched on it a little bit, but um, uh, tell me about some tips for cooking with kids and grandkids. I know that's something that you're passionate about. I am. And it's so simple. Kids will eat what kids grow and what kids cook. Boom. There you go. So first of all, I want you growing food little bit at least something and you can do it in little pots you can do it in small way you can do it in little raised beds in your yard um but if you're going to eat well one of the best things you can do for yourself is just grow some stuff grow some greens because you go out and you grab them and you bring them in and you cook them it's fast and easy and you know that way who peed on it right? <laughs> there you go you, you go and um, you know that it's fresh and you know that you didn't put poison on it and all that other good stuff. So I, and plus it's fun and kids love growing stuff. They love seeing their seeds turn into plants and love learning which plants do what. So there's that. And then, you know, if you're, if you're not cooking with your kids, you are really cheating them from learning the most important life skill. Feeding yourself. What, uh, what is more important than that? I mean, I can't come up with anything. Is it baseball or Mandarin or, you know, what? 
The kids yeah. need to learn kitchen skills. And then I will also argue with you that kids need to learn table skills. They need to learn to hold their own at a table. And I've heard, I've heard parents tell stories about kids' friends who don't know how to use utensils. They've never used utensils in their darling little lives because they are eating out of a bag or a box all the time. It's little chicken bits, it's pizza, it's convenience food that is not only wrecking their insides, but they are missing this whole piece of their education, which is table culture, kitchen. And it goes along with conversation and, and relationships and a bunch of stuff that if you are eating in your bedroom, if you're eating pizza in front of a screen alone in your bedroom, you're missing out right. a lot. I'm not just nutrition. There's a whole kind of a spiritual side to it. There's a, uh, there's a communion and a community that you've completely missed that way. That's right. I want to I want to share one of your quotes right here that kind of goes oh. along goes along with this right here. So it says, okay. "There is a holiness about home. If you want to do good out in the world, start at your kitchen table." So I think that's exactly what you're talking about. Tell, kind of that's touch it. on that a little bit. What what more do you need about that? Well, what more? I mean, you know, I'm. I don't know if you can see me, uh, but I've got a table behind me, which is not my kitchen table, but there's certain things that only happen with food at a table with some drinks of beverage of your choice. But um, I do a lot of community work and I know you're involved in your community too. And this kind of thing can only take place when you're sharing food and sitting at a table. And when you think even about politics on an international scale, you know, there's certain things that happen when people eat together that only happen when people eat together. And uh, even you can think in, in every religion you can think of, there are rituals that involve feeding each other. Um, and that's important. It's important to think about that. And it's important to think about thinking of your home space as a holy place, an important place uh, that is worth keeping nice and tight. It doesn't have to be grand. It doesn't have to be big. It doesn't have to be glamorous. Mine is, of course. But, of course, of course. Um, it, it, it just needs to be shared with people uh, and that you don't have to love all of them. You know, hopefully you like a lot of them, but um, I don't know if you know Paul Thorne or not. He's one of my favorite singers, yeah. but um, you know, you don't have to like everybody you love. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I also love his line. And this is so apropos for us. Everybody looks good at the starting gate. Sure. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> and, and I like that one. Cause I, I think, you know, if you can still sit here with me when you're in your 70s and 80s and talk about health, now you're an expert. If you're in your 20s, 30s, talking about health and life and long, you're not an expert. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's the people um, that impress me. I mean, if you're in your 20s in great shape, that's awesome. I like that. But if you're in your 70s and 80s, you're still working circles around people in their 20s, that's what I'm talking about. That's right. I can do a plank, honey. 
I thought, oh, yeah, yeah. So look, since you brought it up, people, if, they, if they're watching this, first take a look at Lynn and take a guess how old she is. I'll give you a second. And then Lynn, tell, tell the people how old you are. Well, I just had my 76th birthday and um, I'm very happy about that. <laughs> Every day that I'm breathing, right? It's a good day. Yeah. So it's you're 76. Day. So what do you do? What is, what is your workout? What do your workout consist of? Well, I'm glad you asked because it's such an upper, you know, it's, it's, I feel very privileged to no longer have to be working my rear end off all day, every day to support my children. I now have the freedom to go and work out three days a week with a little neighborhood gym, a wonderful trainer. And we do Pilates, we do TRX. Um, we, so we do mat work, uh, all kinds of things. She's a great trainer. She does not let us off the hook. <clears throat> she is, she's is making us sweat. Um, but it's such a great way, not only to keep your body going, but to keep your friendships and, and your social life going. If you're working out with these folks, you know, there's a, there's a sweet place for that friendship where you're in your sweaty clothes and you know your nasty baseball cap and so on so i love the girls i work out with i love my trainer i highly recommend it and in your clients i'm sure are lucky people um because trainers tend to be loving caring wonderful people who can really get you healthy and what a gift yeah. So, so I, I'm all about that and I love it. And I have a treadmill right here and I have places where I walk in the community. I live near the beach and near a marsh and uh, right at the edge of the redwoods. So I'm lucky that I have these lovely places to walk, but almost everybody. And if you don't have them, get out there in your community and make a big fuss about how walkable your community is or is not. It's up to us to reclaim our space from the automobile. And, um, and it's time we did that. That's awesome. Yeah. So I tell you, you look great. You have great energy. That's how most people should shoot for, right? Not the Instagram models that are out there in their twenties. They, they got it easy. You've done it the hard way, done it the right way. So, um, <laughs> you, you talk about sometimes, uh, resetting your relationship with food. So yeah. I know a lot of people need to do that. Where, where do they start? How would you start resetting that relationship with food? I always talk, Joe, about just making a decision because to me, and, and so much of my life has been about business, you know, and goal setting and all that sort of thing. But it begins with you really honestly making a decision that you need to change something. Because of course, we all know the old saw that it's dumb to think that you can keep doing the same stuff and have a different result. No. If you want a different result, you have to change what you're doing. But it begins with you really, really making a decision. And the reason you do that, I'm not sure why. In my case, it was largely about my kids. I was not going to leave my kids. And um, they needed me. And I was going to be there for them. So I don't know what your motivation is going to be necessarily. But here's a couple I'll try on you. One if you do not take care of yourself, someone else is going to wind up taking care of you. And you will probably be one of the 85% of the bankruptcies in this country are because of ill health. 
it will not only take your energy, it will not only take your body, it will take all your money. So as you're planning <laughs> in your life to have a good life and to bump up your, you know, whatever it is, your career aspects, whatever, remember that this instrument of yours, it, it's the only one you have and it is your health and your wealth. So whatever it's going to take to get you to that decision point, then after that decision comes resetting your relationship with food, which is to begin to think of your food not as a coping me mechanism, you know? So many of us turn to food as comfort when our food is meant to be our fuel. And yes, it should be yummy and yes, it should be beautiful and all this, but you, you need to really think about what you have been getting out of your food. Because if you've been getting overweight, if you've been getting low energy, if you've been getting other negative things, that's not really the comfort that you want, is it? Um, and so you, you just need to do an honest reckoning about where you are with your food and where you want to be with your food. And of course, you're part of it, getting people moving, that's huge. But it, it's, it's, it's three or four things, Joe. It's the movement, it's the food, and it's sleep. Oh, man, the missing element for a lot of people. It's missing for so many people. And, you know, and, it, and it's all related, right? We're one system. We're not like three or four or five or 10 systems. We are one system, no matter how doctors talk about it, no matter how books talk about it, it's all connected. And your food absolutely affects your sleep and your exercise affects your sleep. But you cannot heal unless you are in deepest sleep. So every time you've got any kind of a little insult to your body, you know, whether it's a stomach thing or a tooth thing or whatever, think about it. You're, you're, you have to be in deepest sleep to have these cellular processes take place to heal you. And even if you've done a really, really intense workout with Joe, you need to heal from that. Your muscles need to recover from that and they must have deep sleep to do it. So um, I, I, missing sleep is, a, is a also epidemic in this country. So we have the, the food mess that's epidemic, and then we have the sleep mess that's epidemic. Um, and you're doing your part with the movement stuff, which is great, but it, it takes all of it to really put somebody in good, workable, if not peak, health um it's um it's all one system yeah well, I, I think you nailed it in the beginning it, you can you can just decide you're allowed to just decide to make a new decision in your life and yeah. and you don't have to make this big sweeping change it doesn't have to be um giving up every bit of sugar on day one you can slowly although i hope you will yeah I want that, to. that's the that's the goal right yeah. But it, it doesn't have to be these huge, these people think, of, a lot of people think about change, they think about how to turn their life upside down, when you could just go for a walk tomorrow, 
or you could just cook, cook one healthy meal. You know, you yeah. could start there and snowball. And we all backslide. Absolutely. We do. But if you, if you pretty consistently every day, just up your game a little bit, um, it's, it, and I love telling people, explaining, because people say, well, don't you crave sugar? You know, don't you just get up in the middle of the night and go, God, I really want, you know, some, don't you crave pizza? To, your body changes when you change your habits, your body chemically changes. So in three weeks, I'll just do that as a sort of um, arbitrary number, but two, three, four weeks, let's say three weeks, your saliva has changed chemically. It happens that fast. And you will no longer taste things the same way you did three weeks ago. So have faith in your body to thank you and catch up with you and go, all right, that was some arugula I just ate. You know, that was some cabbage I had. Yeah. That was real good. And I'm responding to it. And if you, if you do, and I, I highly recommend that people cut out dairy, which is shocking to some people. Um, but if you want to choose cutting out dairy or cutting out sugar to begin with, and then, and then just add something. But it's not about what you cut out. That's not the exciting part. The fun part is what you're going to add what you're going to be getting that you haven't been getting is fantastic. And that's a lot of flavor and color and um, pleasure that you will get from your food that you're not getting now. You're just forking it down. You know, you're eating the same stuff over and over again. I know. I see you. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> at 11 o'clock in front of the TV. I know what you're doing. Yeah. I mean, a lot of us do. We just go on autopilot. It's just what I do. I don't think about it. I mean, I just get used to feeling bad, used to feeling tired, used to feeling, you know, not wanting to work out. It, it, it's like that, you know, it's hard to make changes. So that, that's great that you can, you can be that inspiration to someone that, that can be there. So let, let me ask you, not, there's probably someone listening right now that they, they've probably given up, you know, they don't feel good. They don't know where to start and they just kind of feel hopeless. What would you say to that person? Buy my book. <laughs> yeah. Get my book right now. Yeah. And and I say that because I this is this is a one-to-one -one message. My book is very personal. And I'm not some, I'm not a medical and I'm not a researcher. I'm a grandma. And I wrote the book as if you were sitting across the table from me and I was shaking my finger at you in a darling way. <laughs> I mean, I'm not picking on you exactly, but but I want us to level with each other. And I, you know, people, we tend not to be terribly honest with each other about a lot of these things. Um, but when it comes to your health, being dishonest is not gonna get you there. Uh, and without your health, you, you don't, feel you don't have much else i mean yeah. so nothing else matters if you don't have your health no, let's fix this let's fix this and the the good news is that the cure is fabulous i mean it's not it's not a medical cure it's a cure with strawberries and blueberries and blackberries and um brownies and and i mean my my pumpkin pie i you know is is fantastic in here and it's Good food. I'm I'm just trying to get you to expand your horizons a little bit, 
and, and explore some things that you might not have been eating. I mean, I just sent a mail. And by the way, if you, if you go on my website, lynnbowman.com, there's a list there where you can sign up and I send you not a bunch of stuff because I'm too lazy. I don't want to do it all the time. But, but when I have a great recipe that maybe isn't in the book or an addition to the recipes in the book, something, uh, another tip, I send it out every week or so. And last night I sent out one about pesto, which you're not, have you made pesto, Joe? Never made my own, no. All right, it's time you did. All right, I need to sign up for your, I need to sign up for your emails. Yes, because pesto is this amazing, fragrant, delicious thing. It's, I call it green goo. And it, you, it's a way that you can use all kinds of different dark greens chopped up with garlic, with a with Parmesan or cheese-like substance, with a little bit of uh, good fresh olive oil, salt, pepper, um, what am I leaving out? Lemon. And, you, and it's just heavenly and it goes on super, it goes on pasta, it goes on your eggs and it's green, it's intensely green, which you know what that means. It is doing your body so much good. Every bite of it that you take is fantastic. Easy to make, lasts in your fridge, two, three weeks in a little jar. Your friends will be so impressed. <laughs> it's like, you made that? You can make that? Yes. Okay. All you need is a little, I have a little mini food processor that I use for everything. Um, so easy, so fragrant, beautiful on the plate, absolutely delicious. And that's so just that one thing, learning how to do that, just one thing can, can have all these great reverberations around your social life and your kitchen and your fridge. Um, it's not hard. It's easy. Soup. I have all these great soup recipes. So simple, like three, four things. Um, my mushroom soup, um, I swear, uh, you just have to, you have to try and you'll go, oh my God, because, okay, here's the secret. And you're in the South. Um, it's just mushrooms, onions, broth, a little bit of olive oil. You cook down, you put it in the blender and then you add a little bit of whiskey. I'm telling you. Oh, there you go. And you can, you can just pretend like you've been making this all your life and it's just, you're a real chef and so it's so easy. You don't have to tell everybody how easy it is. And mushrooms are excellent food. A lot of people go, mushrooms, really? Mushrooms are such excellent food. And anybody who's ever eaten one of those green bean casseroles that you do at, at Thanksgiving, that's full of mushrooms. You love that. Well, wait till you make it yourself this way with the whiskey i mean i promise you it's great i mean the whiskey seems it's to be the cheap. key yeah it's also cheap can we talk about that for a minute yeah because um food prices gone up right and by the way when there was a big run on the grocery stores and the pandemic and oh there's the shelves are empty and so on um in the produce department shelves were full 
there was plenty of celery for everybody. Right? There was lots <laughs> of spinach. That was never, never a shortage. But the cost, I mean, I we're all thinking about it because restaurants, you know, gone way up. I mean, even the fast food that I'm having fun with and saying, quit it, quit driving through. You cannot drive through. I mean, without spending a fair amount of cash these days. And the other night, I mean, I was sort of celebrating. We were feeling like maybe the pandemic was in a better place and everyone was vaccinated and people. So, so I had three people here, there were five of us for dinner and it was good. It was really good. Um, but it was one of my simple dinners. It was um, a pasta and, and a salad and everyone had plenty. And the whole thing for five of us, including a pretty decent little Pinot Noir, 30 bucks. Wow. Now, where can you go and eat a gourmet pasta and a beautiful fresh salad and have a beautiful Pinot Noir for $30 for five people? But Only in your the, own, just, yeah, just Lynn Bowman's house, as far as I know. In, but in your own kitchen, you can do this easily. And that's my book. It's not expensive stuff. It's not fancy. It's, it's ordinary. It's macaroni and cheese is in there, but it's good. It's really good. That's it. You, you uh, wait, they're going to be calling me pesto Joe by the time you, we talk. There again. you so go. Well, I can't wait Joe. for you to try it. Yeah. That sounds real. I love pesto. So I gotta go, I gotta make my own. I'm gonna impress my Your wife so much. It's, it's going to be the best ever. It's and just the smell of it. When you're cook, when you're grinding it up, it's like, Oh my gosh. Oh, wonderful. Man. This has been awesome. I, I, I encourage anybody out there to go get, get the book. You can get it on Kindle, but I recommend getting the real deal. Lynn said, you want to put it up in your kitchen because the pictures are beautiful. That's half the book right there. And it's got a great story. It's not just cookbook. It's Lynn's story, Lynn's advice on, hey, what are these fake sugar or sh they, the sugar substitutes? What can I use? It's got everything in there. It's a great book. It's on Amazon. There were limited copies. One of my clients just bought one, so there's 16 left. So you better That's get on BS, it. by the way. It's BS. <laughs> They're printed on demand. They will have as many as you want. But also, if you want to buy it from your independent bookseller, which and we all want to support our bookstores, just go in and ask for it. And if they say, oh, no, I, we don't have it, please for me here's a little thing i want you to do i want you to go what it's blowing up this is a fantastic <laughs> book it's every you don't have it you gotta order it they will they can get it from their wholesaler ingram spark no worries and and that's a perfectly swell way to get it and i would encourage you to do that for me but it's also it amazon has plenty of them it's yeah. fine. You it's called brownies for, brownies for Breakfast. Yeah. You got to go check that out. Great book. Thank, Lynn, thank you so much for coming on. This is some life-changing information right here. I hope so. That, that gives my life meaning. Thank That's you. it. Yeah, but I'll link all that in show notes, your website, the, the link Great. to the book and all that good stuff so they can follow you and go get those tips from your email. But hey, Lynn, thank you so much for coming on. Anything else you want to close with? Oh, I got so much. I'm a granny. I could just go on <laughs> and on until you fall asleep. But it, it's just, it's not going to change unless you fix it. That's it. Whatever, you know, and it's, it's, there's nothing that you do, nothing that you do that's more important for yourself, for your kids, for your parents, for your community, for the earth, by the way, all that we're talking about Everything healthy that you do for you really reflects in reducing pollution, 
a lot of other things to, to make your community better. So it's all good. All right, Lynn, well, I got to go get my ingredients for my pesto. So I'm going to head out and get that. (laughs) Thank you so much for coming on. You guys go get the book brownies for breakfast and we'll talk to you later, Lynn. Thanks. Hey, thank you so much for tuning in. I am so grateful to have these awesome sponsors. Go refinance your house to my friend, Dominic Garver. Here's what happened. I called him up. He checked out my info and he told me I didn't need to change a thing. No trying to sell me on a bunch of other stuff I didn't need. Just, hey, just ran my number and told me I didn't need anything. So let him just run your numbers. He will do everything he can to save you years and money off of your mortgage. You can give him a call at 256-714-1429 or check out his website, rocketcitymortgageguy.com. And then Teak Patnick with Patnick Realty. He's a guy, he's a, he's a native Huntsvillian, just like myself. He's a licensed real estate professional since 2004. Hey, you're not just a transaction with Teak. He wants to build a relationship for life with you. And, and this guy does it all. General real estate sales, acquisitions, property management, investments. You know, prayer, hard work, ethic, honesty, and results are the foundations of what he's been built on. You know, you can trust Patnick Realty with all your real estate needs, and they would be honored to be your turnkey agent for life. You know, I trust trust Teak, and you should too. Give him a call at 256-694-0117 or email him at teak at patnickco.com. All that's in the show notes. You can look up it. Hey, is your child struggling with math? You know, are you frustrated trying to help them? Then you need Mathnasium of Madison. They will meet your child where they are and help them get where they need to go. And they will do this in a positive and uplifting environment. You will see measurable changes in attitude, confidence, and school progress. Go to their website, mathnasium.com slash madisonal, and sign up for the assessment. It is a risk and cost-free process that will tell you exactly where your child stands academically. That website again, mathnasium.com slash madisonal. And let's talk a Paralab. You know, you can grow your business with creative merch. You know, they got branded merch, promotional swag. You know, you can increase your visual awareness with signs, banners, decals. They can even do an online fundraiser for your school or nonprofit. Go check out everything you do. Go to their new website. They just did. It looks awesome. It's apparelab.inc, I-N-K. And you can also email them at theapparelab at gmail.com. Either way, use promo code RELENTLESS. Save yourself some money. Get some awesome products. Hey, support these awesome businesses who support positivity. I really appreciate them, and they'll do you right. Have an awesome day.